Radio. Well, g'day and welcome to The Journey. Thank you for listening in wherever you are right around this beautiful country of ours. It's great to have you joining us for this week's show, and it's a great show we've got lined up for you too. My name's Jude Hennessy. We work out of our studios in Wollongong, and we develop this show, which is listened to right around the country. We've got fantastic speakers, people like Sister Hilda Scott from down at Jamboree Abbey, Trish McCarthy, unbelievably talented woman who gives us her milk and honey segment, guys like Bruce Downs, the Catholic guy, Father Dave Callahan from the fastest growing order of religious in Australia, Missionaries of God's Love, fantastic guy, got him on the show today too. We're also going to hear from a couple who are renowned marriage experts in, in our country, and that's Dr. Byron and Francine Parola, and they're going to give us some great tips on marriage in their Smart Loving segment this week. Isn't the year flying by? We're uh, almost at the end of November. Only about five weeks to Christmas. Very, very hard to believe we're just about to kick off in this Advent season which is a really important time of year in the church's calendar, but for all of us too, who really value thinking about the journey of Christ's life, and in particular, this wonderful occasion, this this time of year where we start reflecting on this incarnation where God became one of us. Listen, on the show today, we've got an interview with some young people as well, which I, I really can't wait to share with you. This is a bunch of young people who belong to NET Team Australia, and NET stands for National Evangelization Teams. These are young people who give up 12 months of maybe their their study, of their work, whatever they're involved with, to be specifically involved in evangelization of young people and really taking Christ out into the marketplace. They do amazing work, Net Australia, and we're going to hear from some of those young people from the Net team. First up, though, and as always, we're going to listen to a little reflection set down for the Gospel of this Sunday. And this week, it's actually the Feast of Christ the King, which is a, is a great lead into the whole journey of Advent. We remember both the kingship. A week later, we remember as we start Advent, how Jesus came to us as a vulnerable little baby as we enter into this Advent season. But today, we're going to hear from Father Richard Healy from out at Campbelltown, who's done a gospel reflection for us on Matthew 25, 31 to 46. Thanks for tuning into The Journey this week. We've got a cracker of a show lined up. Make sure you keep listening. Faith, hope, love and life. You're on the journey. Here's this week's Reflection on the Gospel. Justice is something that we learn very early as children. We have this strong instinct for when something just doesn't seem to be fair. Perhaps as a result, justice is one of the most profound longings of the human race. When there is no justice, then we know that something is wrong from deep within ourselves. Justice is both hard to define and hard to enact. This has never stopped humans from seeking it, praying for it, and working hard to find better ways of doing it. Justice ultimately means bringing the world back into balance. The scene of the Last Judgment that is presented in the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 25 has burned itself deeply into our consciousness, not least because of its depiction in many paintings. The Son of Man is identified as the King who sits on his glorious throne, admitting on one side the righteous to the final kingdom of God, prepared from the foundation of the world. In contrast is the other side with the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. The common image of a shepherd separating the sheep from the similarly coloured goats is used. In this present moment, these two kingdoms are interwoven and confused through the ambiguities of history. But the kingdom of God is the only true kingdom. What appears to be the present struggle between the two kingdoms will not last forever, because ultimately only God is king. Part of what is proclaimed in this gospel is that in the coming of the Son of Man, justice will at last be done. This passage comes as the climax of a whole series where Jesus has denounced his own people and especially the leaders for their failure to live as God's people should. 
What Jesus wants the church to know is that he is already ruling the whole world as its rightful Lord. This is especially true where the kingdoms of this world treat many of our brothers and sisters with contempt, torture, abuse, and too often with death. Then as now, this passage provides great encouragement for all who work for justice in the name of the kingdom of God. Grace and peace. This is Father Richard Healy from St. Paul's in Camden. Faith, hope, love and life. This is The Journey. Here's Sister Hilda with Wisdom from the Abbey. A retired artist lady was giving her expertise to a community group of intellectually and physically disabled people. This is a true story. I heard it a couple of weeks ago. You can imagine what it was like. The participants had great difficulty. And for all of them, this was a first-time experience. You can imagine that the mess that was around as well. The results were, again, as you might imagine, happily different and of varying quality. Now, as time went by and, and, hey, they dried and they were glazed and they were fired, and they were, of course, suitably admired by their makers and anybody else in the locale. At day's end, these finished items were all put on the shelf and the participants went happily home. Now, as the woman herself was packing up, she heard a noise and went into the same back room to investigate. There was one of the creators, a woman perhaps in her late 30s, clinging unsteadily to a chair so she could reach the teapot she'd made today. Her teacher stayed perfectly still and silent, waiting to see what would happen. The woman finally reached the pot, stayed up there, took the pot gently in her hands and kissed it. Then she put it back ever so carefully, climbed unsteadily back down to the ground and went home. You know what? God's like that with you and me. We don't think much of ourselves sometimes, do we? We're of varying quality, and we know it. And so often we seem to be at odds with the things around us and the people around us. But I give you my word. Every day, God places a kiss on your head, and his eyes fill with tears. He's so proud of what he has made in you. And all you have to do is keep living your life and letting God give you a kiss. When was the last time you knew that God kissed you? Well, g'day and welcome back to The Journey. You've just heard from the wonderful Sister Hilda Scott from all the way down there at Jamboree Abbey on the south coast of New South Wales and her little story that she called The Teapot. Great message. Thank you, Sister Hilda. Great to have you with us every single week. Now, I just want to let our listeners know about an opportunity that's coming up on Friday the 28th through to Sunday the 30th of November. It's for a youth ministers and leaders retreat for those involved in youth ministry in parishes, universities, or, or perhaps within some of the lay movements. And this retreat's going to be a great opportunity for those who do this ministering to young people to get away with like-minded leaders, have a couple of days of relaxation, be ministered to, be formed, and importantly to get to know and network with other young people and gain from 
each other's wisdom, I suppose, in youth ministry. So mark those dates in your diaries. That's Friday through Sunday, the 30th of November. And if you've got any questions or want more information, give Lauren or Louisa a call at youth at dow.org.au or call 024222-2460. You're listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on cradio.org.au. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. Wherever you are, be all there. This is one of my favourite quotes, and it's attributed to a well-known missionary, Jim Elliot. It has made its presence strongly known in many contemporary reflections, spiritualities, methods of prayer, often taking the name of mindfulness, presence, flow, and things like this. However, its essence has strong connections to the life and rule of St. Benedict. Either way, the fruit of cultivating this gift in our life leads to fullness of life, freedom, an absence of doubt and fear, groundedness, centeredness, and awareness. Being in the moment is based on the concept of simply doing one thing. Many of us value being able to multitask, and at times this may be necessary. However, circumstances can be transformed if we focus on the task, the situation, the decision, the conversation at hand as it unfolds. Aim today to do just one thing at a time. If you're driving to work, just drive. Take notice of the things around you, the new house being built, the playground that's unoccupied, the tree that was cut down. If you're lifting weights, take notice of how your body moves through the process. What muscles are being engaged? What pain, if any, is speaking to you? Give yourself some extra time before a meeting, even an extra 10 minutes travel, to gather your thoughts and avoid rushing. One of my favourite quotes suggests, if you are rushing from one thing to another, you're doing too much. Choose to slow down today and do what counts. These may seem like silly things to consider, but it helps us to focus on what's necessary and not to overburden our mind, body and heart. You're listening to The Journey, great Christian radio for the whole family. Welcome back to The Journey. Time now for an interview. Well, it's actually more a series of interviews and and insights that I got from a group of young people who've just spent the last 12 months involved in Net Ministries Australia. That's national evangelisation teams. They do incredible work working with young people in schools, in parishes, in youth groups. And by sharing their own journey of faith and their own walk with Christ, draw young people into an intimate relationship with the risen Lord. So let's get into it. Let's hear some of the things that these young people had to say about their experience of net in Australia thus far in 2014. Hi, I'm David from Sydney. I've done net in Innisfail, which is in far north Queensland. A real highlight for me this year has been transformation and just being challenged in every single way, spiritually, mentally, physically. It's just been fantastic. And answering the word of God, answering God's call has been absolutely phenomenal and it's given me great trust in what I do and the faith that I live. Hi, I'm Matt. I'm from Brisbane uh, and I've done net in Melbourne at a boys' college. A real highlight for me has been uh, the opportunity to totally commit myself to Jesus and, and the way he wants me to live um, and then express and share that with others in a real practical way. Hi, I'm Anna and I'm from Melbourne and I've done net in Canberra, Goulburn and I'm doing net in Melbourne this year. And a real highlight for me has been just going into a school where people have been really hesitant and at the end of the day, them turning around and just embracing God's love the way that they have. Hi, I'm Wes from the United States. I've done net in Melbourne. A real highlight for me has been getting to know the local members at my church. Um, The Word became flesh and it's really great to experience Jesus through the love of other people and fellowship. 
Hi, my name is Jolene, and I am from Canada. This year I'm doing net in Innisfail, and a real highlight for me has been seeing the lives of the students and teachers transformed by conversations that we've had with them and by seeing them grow in their faith. Hi, my name is Michelle. I'm from Townsville. I'm on the national team, and being on national team means we do um, encounter days every day, and it's been really awesome. I love it actually when they come back um, by the end of the day and just tell you what they have got out from the day. And for me, I think um, one of the amazing things that we get to do is like, you know, sharing a personal testimony, and it's been really incredible just relating to, to the students. Well, thanks so much to the guys from Net Ministries Australia. If you want to find out more information about Net Ministries, why don't you go and have a look at their website, www.netministries.com.au. They're in the process of recruiting for 2015. They have teams all over Australia. In fact, they have teams all over the world. Or if you want to have a bit of a chat to someone about Net Ministries Australia and what some of your options might be if you wanted to join them and get involved in this frontline work of evangelisation in 2015, why don't you give them a call at 07... 3217-5299. They're a great bunch doing some amazing things in youth ministry, connected in really, really strongly with the Emmanuel community up in Brisbane. Get involved in an amazing year, perhaps a gap year for yourself, and do something that'll just stretch you in your faith and give you so many skills for all that life throws at you. You're listening to The Journey on cradio.org.au. You're listening to The Journey, great Christian radio for the whole family. Here are the missionaries of God's love with The Call. Jesus tells us in the Bible that no one can enter into the kingdom of heaven unless they become like a little child. Now this should concern us slightly because the God who loves us unconditionally is setting a condition on entry into heaven. If we look at this in the context of the whole Bible, we would have to say that the key quality that Jesus is asking for is dependence. He has come to reveal to us that we have a Heavenly Father who loves and cares for us. Our side of the bargain is that we need to allow ourselves to be loved and cared for. Unfortunately, this is harder than it seems. From the time that a child can think for itself, it wants to become an adult. Children want to be autonomous and independent. There is something deep within us that fights and screams when we are made to feel helpless or dependent on others. We'll do everything in our power to stay in control. Yet this is the very quality that Jesus is asking for. Let go of control and let the Father provide for you. Let yourself be loved. Ultimately, this letting go will happen when we die. At that point, we'll have to leave behind everything that supports us and fall into the arms of God. But we can begin to prepare ourselves for that moment now. In fact, Jesus suggests that as we surrender control and trust in the Father, we will begin to experience the glory of heaven here on earth. The love of the Father is your eternal inheritance. So don't allow the desire for control to rob you of this grace. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Welcome back to The Journey. Thanks for listening in from wherever you are, right around Australia, whether you be one of our listeners in the Gippsland region, perhaps from Albury-Wodonga, perhaps you're one of the many listeners that I know that we've got in the wonderful Illawarra region, perhaps up at Port Macquarie you're tuning in, perhaps Bendigo, or maybe you're one of our growing list of people who are listening to us online. 
either via live streaming or via podcast. We don't really mind. It's just great to have you listening in. And you've just heard Father Dave Callahan, wonderful priest from the Missionaries of God's Love, who spoke to us about becoming like little children. Great message from Father Dave. Thanks, buddy. And the other song we had in that break was Steady Heart by Stephanie Gretzinger. Now, it goes without saying that this time of year is incredibly busy. Everyone's doing the the wind down at work and in careers and in study and in school and all those sorts of things. And add to that all the preparations that people do for Christmas and for going away on holidays. Time seems to run short. We can get very, very busy. In the midst of all the stuff we're doing, though, let's uh, not forget that there are lots and lots of people right around the world but just as much in our own society that are doing it really tough. And while most of us will expect to have a pretty comfortable Christmas, there are lots of people in our society who will be asking themselves, what can they put on the table and and what can they afford to buy the kids and and all that sort of stuff, which would be heartbreaking. Now, without pushing any one project or fundraiser, I know that in just about every single church across denominations, people in their own way are putting their hands in their pockets to support those in our society that are needy, And what a great opportunity that is at Christmas time to spread the love of Christ in a way that isn't asking for recognition, it isn't asking for favour or reward, it's just responding wholeheartedly, just as God did in in sending us his son Jesus in this incredible event, this, this event that was the watershed of time, the incarnation of Christ. Whatever you or your church is doing, be generous, just as our God is generous in the way that you give in this Christmas season to those who, well, who really need it and who really rely on those sort of handouts and support at Christmas time. We're going to have a quick break. And then after that, we're going to hear from Byron and Francine Perola, our marriage experts. And they're going to talk to us about going from good to better. Faith, hope, love and life. You're on the journey. And now with their tips for vibrant marriages and family life, here's Byron and Francine Perola with Smart Loving. Most marriage counselling focuses on conflict and incompatibility. It seeks to help couples find constructive ways of dealing with challenges in the relationship. It's a damage control approach that seeks to minimise the impact of negative experiences. We're Francine and Byron Parola from Smart Loving, and today we're talking about how couples can maximise the impact of positive experiences. A powerful strategy for couples that is often overlooked is capitalising. Capitalising is when we amplify the benefits of a good situation and so build on the upward momentum from that event. It's about taking advantage of a good experience to maximise and share the positive emotion that naturally comes with it. For example, when we come up with a good idea, a capitalising response is one where our spouse reacts enthusiastically and positively. Like, hey, that's a great idea. If something positive happens to us, such as a promotion, a capitalising spouse might respond, Congratulations, I knew you would get it. It's an honest and practical expression of an optimistic outlook. Like most good ideas, capitalising is simple but it doesn't always come naturally. In our case, it's something we have to consciously work on because we are both biased towards pragmatism. For us, when a good idea or a positive event is presented, our instinct is to look at the potential problems. So we might say... It's an interesting idea, but it may cost too much. Or... I'm sure your promotion is a good thing. I just hope it doesn't put too much pressure on you. While reasonable responses in of themselves, over time they are net detractors. They don't build positive momentum and they certainly don't capitalise on the situation. In response, we start to keep our good news and our ideas to ourselves because we don't want our enthusiasm crushed by the other. As time progresses, we start to share our good news and ideas with others. Someone we know will react enthusiastically. 
and without ever intending or even realising it, we've successfully transplanted this important source of positivity and fun out of our marriage and into another relationship. Capitalising on the other's positive events and good ideas lifts each other and our marriage up. Over time, we become the best and most reliable support team in each other's lives, and that's got to be a great idea. We're Francine and Byron Parola. For more tips on relationships, visit smartloving.org. You're listening to The Journey, great Christian radio for the whole family. You're listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on cradio.org.au. Welcome back to The Journey. We've almost come to the end of another show, which is just ridiculously unbelievable, but time flies when you're having fun. As promised in there, we heard from Dr. Byron and Francine Parola. They spoke to us about going from good to better in our married relationships Hope you've really enjoyed the show this week. We've enjoyed bringing it to you. We're going to be doing more of the same next week. We've got some fantastic inputs. Thanks very much to the guys from Net Ministries. They were able to give us those interviews and insights into what a year is like on the Net team in Australia. I really encourage people, if you're intrigued or interested in what they had to say, to contact Net Ministries at netministriesaustralia.com.au and find all about just how good it can be to give a year of your life over to evangelisation. Thanks to Father Dave, Trish McCarthy, Sister Hilda, Byron and Francine, everyone who's contributed to this week's show. Big cheerio and thank you to Nick, our sound editor as well. Thanks for all you do, Nick, to bring the show to air in all of these regions right around Australia. Hope you enjoyed this week's show. Faith, hope, love and life. You've been on The Journey. The Journey is produced by Jude Hennessy and edited by Nicholas Weir from the Office of the Bishop in the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong. radio.org.au